Hi, filmmakers. Jason Brubaker with Filmmaking Stuff, where we show you how to make, market, and sell your movie without the middleman. I'm talking to you from sunny Southern California, and I'd like to welcome you to the show. Alexandra Boylan has gone from homeless, struggling actor to an award-winning film producer, producing, writing, and starring in numerous films that have landed distribution deals with Netflix, Universal Home Studios Entertainment, Pure Flix Entertainment, Image Entertainment, uh, and she's been on the shelves of Walmart and Redbox. She joins us here today, Filmmaking Stuff, to discuss her new and very awesome book titled Create Your Own Career in Hollywood, Advice from a Struggling Actress Who Became a Successful Producer. What inspired you to publish the book? Well, what inspired me to uh, produce it was I actually um, had written for Ms. in the Biz, which is Helena's Santos website for a long time. And then, you know, I've, I've created now three feature films that I've taken from conception to completion and gone on to sell them all to major distribution companies. So you can imagine a lot of people write to me every day saying, can I take you to coffee? Can I b- pick your brain? How did you do it? How did you go from nothing and create so much success? So uh, in the beginning, I actually did take people to coffee and I tried to help them and then I just got too busy. And then when I, when I had looked back at all my articles I had written for Ms. in the Biz, it was really my trajectory of when I first made my first feature called Home Sweet Home, which is a thriller, all the way to Wish for Christmas. So publishing that book really tells everybody how I got from point A all the way to like point Z. And then when people ask me, can I take, can I take your coffee? I'm like, no, you can just buy my book and it's all in my book. <laughs> yeah, I guess that, that creates a little bit of a, an easy path for people to get all the wonderful knowledge that's taken you so long to learn. You know what's interesting, though? You've made these three feature films and the latest one, At Your Own Risk, you've decided to self-distribute it. What pointed you in that direction? Honestly, all, both, both Home Sweet Home and Catching Face sold to Image Entertainment Wish for Christmas sold to Pure Flix and Universal. And I have learned that the filmmaker is at the bottom of the waterfall for the finances. So you will see that the distribution companies can make a lot of money off your film and you don't necessarily make that money. And I also think that with the way the world is going with VOD, I mean, DVDs are on their way out. Everyone's moving to VOD. So you don't really need the distribution company anymore if you were going to go straight to iTunes and Amazon and even Netflix getting your own deal. So we made At Your Own Risk really to, with the, I mean, we made it for $800 and we made it to test the self-distribution market because we want to start going into that market where we can connect directly to our audience and then we recoup the money that we make. <laughs> of course, everybody needs to make money, you know? And and it's always interesting when when this little thing of passion versus profit comes into the conversation. So do you think of yourself more as an artist or more of an entrepreneur? I feel like I am an artist, but I also feel like you have to be an entrepreneur. In this business, you know, it is about art, but at the end of the day, you have to sell something and you have to sell something to the masses. And I think that makes you an entrepreneur. You have to understand what does an audience want? What is an audience going to buy? And when you're selling a movie to a distribution company, you have to sell something that people that they know they're going to make money off. I do hear a lot of people tell me, I have this passion project, and they tell me what the film is about. And I said, that's really great, but that might only be your passion. That might not sell to the masses. And in this business, you have to make a lot of money, especially through the distribution company, in order for you to even see any money. So you've got to really think about how many people are going to buy this film, and is it marketable, and is it profitable? And you know, I tell people a lot, like you might want to make a film for your own 
passion, but then it, you also, the first question an investor is going to ask you after your film came out is how much money did your movie make? And then that's going to decide if they're going to invest in your next film. So you do want to have a profitable film because you want your investor to go, okay, I'll sign on for your next movie. Well, what's interesting too, is you teach those classes on how to get the attention of a distribution company. And now with this latest project, you're, you're going to go out and you're going to follow a self-distribution route. Do you find that, that they're sort of the same principles or are they different? What you need for a distribution company is the same thing that you need for self-distribution. In fact, you need those marketing materials materials more when you're self-distributing than when you go to a distribution company. Because even though when you're, when you're pitching your movie to a distribution company, you're presenting them with, okay, how am I going to make money off your film? You're showing them the perfect poster, the perfect trailer, and the perfect concept for a film. The, whatever they're looking at is exactly what your audience is looking at to choose if they're going to buy your movie up against the thousands of other movies that they have. You go to Redbox, you have tons of options. You go to Netflix, you have so many options. What is it that's going to make that audience click buy on your movie? So you have to have, and that's the same thing a distribution company is looking at. So you need to have the most amazing poster that stands out against everybody else because that's your link between you and your audience is that poster. And if you don't have Brad Pitt on your poster, you better have the most amazing concept that grabs your audience. Like Home Sweet Home poster is a girl with an axe walking to a house. And we sold 30,000 DVDs the first month alone with that independent film. And every time we go to a video store, they were like, your movie is constantly sold out because men want to see it because it's a girl with an axe. And then girls want to see it because it's a girl with an axe. And then like couples want to rent it together. And it's like, it's like understanding your audience and being able to grab them with just an image that shows them, okay, I want to see this movie. Well, and that's interesting too, because one of the things that I've realized is the films that get the best distribution deals, well, they don't necessarily need a distributor to be successful because filmmakers like yourself have taken the time to do all of that homework. So ironically, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, if you end up getting a few distribution offers because you've done your homework. We've already got ours. Just off of our poster that's on IMDb and our press releases, we have had distribution companies directly email us saying, we'd like to rep your movie or sales reps, and we're actually turning them down right now. We want to self-distribute. We want to use Distribur, and we want to try to have just an aggregator that directly puts us in contact with, you know, puts us in iTunes and Amazon. I already know how it works with distribution companies. I already know how the finances work. I've already been there. I've been down that road. I know a distribution company is not going to offer me the money that I want for it anyway. You know, maybe five years from now, the movie will do amazing on iTunes, and I want to collect all that money. I don't want the distribution company to hold it forever, <laughs> you know? Well, yeah. And you've been through this. I mean, you, you've, you've worked as a writer, a producer, an actor. I mean, that experience alone, you're not right out of the gate. You don't need any more validation. This is an actual is. business for you. It sounds to me like you're you're somebody who runs a mini motion picture studio. And that I think is that's exactly really cool. what we do because we we write the scripts, we produce the scripts, then we even follow it through for post-production and then go on to sell it. So I know every single aspect of making a movie. I do. I started making my own films because I was an actor who could not work. And I said, well, this is ridiculous. I'm going to start. I'm going to stop waiting for other people to choose me and I'm going to choose myself and I'm going to write and put myself in the lead in my own project. But what's been interesting is now that I've written and produced my own films, acting is now 
not my focus anymore. Like I love acting, but when I'm on set producing, I can't really always be on set as an actor when I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm in front of the camera doing my job and then I'm getting text messages from the production office that there's like a huge problem that I need to go deal with. And then I'm like on set acting. I'm like, oh, I really need to be in the production office. So, and the funny thing is I actually find so much more rewarding from writing and producing the films. It's like your little babies. It's like you make these little babies and then you put them out into the world. And, um, you know, you asked me earlier, passion versus profit. Like for me, um, what is success is when we, we've gotten messages from a woman in South Africa in a village who saw Catching Faith and the movie changed her life. I was like, nothing could be more valuable than finding out from somebody in South Africa that my movie changed their life. And I want to keep telling stories that go out into the world and encourage people's lives for the better. Well, let's talk about that a little bit, because interestingly, you've made many different films that cross many different genres. So horror, thriller, and also faith-based films. What what do you focus on next? Well, I really want to do a Western. So I'm very excited that Godless just came out on Netflix and that Hostiles came out in the theater with Christian Bale, because I feel like Westerns are going to have a, a new pop in the industry, and I'd really love to write and make a Western. I'd love, and I lived in New Mexico for three years so I could get locations out there. And, um, that would be a dream of mine to do a Western. And, um, you know, I've, I've written a few more faith-based family films and I do love the faith-based family market because, um, our films are, are definitely going out there and trying to tell good messages that are really universal. It's not just about faith-based people. It's just about like our, we just won the movie guide awards for best screenplay for our script switched about two girls in high school. And one's the bully and one's the girl that she bullies and the girl that she bullies prays that the other girl would know what it's like to walk a day in her shoes. And they wake up switched and they find compassion and understanding for each other. And I feel like there could not be a better time right now to put out a movie that shows kids how to love each other. Well, you, you're doing a lot. I mean, you're leading by example. You're, you're making stories that you want to tell. You're, it almost sounds as though, although you're having fun and, and you've turned this in into a business, you're, you're also in tune with some of the social commentary out there and at least doing your best to make this That's world exactly, a better place. That's exactly what I'm trying to do. And it, as we know, it takes so long to make a film from writing it to conception to completion. It is so much work. So you really have to think about what story do I want to tell and what legacy do I want to leave behind and what movie do I want to spend three years of my life working on? And, um, and I feel like that's, that's really important when you start a project. And I've also found that like, we made a horror thriller and our sales rep asked us if we would do a faith-based family. And originally I didn't think I would make faith-based families. It wasn't movies that wasn't really on my radar, but I was able to find a way to put my passion into a marketable. I mean, they're very marketable films. There's a huge, it's like horror movies. There's a tapped in audience for them. So it's like finding a way to make sure that your passion it, you can put that into any genre because it's just a it's just telling a story from a different perspective, whether it's a drama, a comedy, a horror, a sci-fi. You can find a way to make sure that you feel passionate about the story that you're creating. And what advice would you have for, you know, there's a lot of people that come to Los Angeles with a similar passion, similar dreams. How would you advise uh, somebody that's just moving out here? I think my biggest advice to actors is go out there and find people who are not actors. Find someone who wants to be a director. Find a cinematographer. Find a gaffer. I find the actors especially all kind of cling to each other, and then you don't have anybody to make a movie with because actors don't know how to light a scene or how to hold a camera. So I think my biggest advice is go out there and meet people who 
want to make an independent film with you, but want to do a different job than you want because you don't want to compete for an acting job with an actor when you don't, you know, you want to find a director who's like, I want to direct that and put you in that. And that's how I found my director and my cinematographer and my gaffer. And we all got together and made Home Sweet Home. And, um, and then also find a passionate group that, that looks at the long run because we all made Home Sweet Home for nothing, but it really did propel our careers into the next, um, plateau with making Catching Faith and then going to make Wish for Christmas. And we have moved up the reins, but it's finding people that are willing to take that hit of not making money, but seeing that there's a future if you keep working hard and you keep working with the same people. Alexandra, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. For all filmmakers out there, as always, take action and make your movie now.